All right. Hey, we're jacking in. We're jacking off. We're in cyberspace. <laughs> we're we're in cyber hell. We're, we're jacking in. We're jacking off, and we're jacked. And we're, Don't forget that. And we're jacked. Boom boom. Ooh. Yes, we are jacked. Our hair is spiked. Our shirt is open. Uh, uh, our vest is leather. Our, <laughs> our gloves are fingerless. Oh my god. <laughs> spikes metal spikes are coming out of our eyes for some reason and and we're and we're robots we're, and we're posting robots. on alt dot billy idol dot uh what was it a net dot or... uh me dot <laughs> <laughs> love. What's, what love. the fuck is it called what was it called usenet usenet yeah yeah we're, we're on, on our usenet we're on our billy idol usenet uh I- icq chat room and this is pre ICQ, actually. This is this is. Okay. But he did so. All right. Well, we're, we're gonna wait ahead. Way, way ahead of ourselves. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> we are cyberpunks this week, everybody. Uh, welcome to Make a Stop. Bad music. A good times. <laughs> I'm Heather Mack. I'm Mike Dunn. I keep pulling away from the microphone, like right in the middle of this introduction. We love that. We love uh, that to try to fix the video. Ah, uh, fantastic. It's been a day of technical difficulties. We only just got started, I think, 45 minutes after we were supposed to yep. because uh, Heather got a new job and Woo! can't mooch equipment off of her old job anymore. So <laughs> we're trying to figure something out. Yes, yes. They gave, yeah, I, yours truly is now a, uh, actually, I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even talk about my job. My job is too serious for me to talk about on this podcast. So never mind, strike it from the record. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> professional. I'm, I'm a professional uh, now. <laughs> uh, prohibitionist, uh, pro-he agent. What? Breaking up speakeasies for uh, COVID speakeasies. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Get out of get out of town, get out Buster. Of town. No, that's not true at all. None of this. <laughs> we are we are we're wildin'. Um, no, I think we're wildin' because this was genuinely um, a treat of a of a make it stop album. I'll say. I'm not gonna say treat, but it was you know I it had some flavor. It had some flavor. I just a little spice there. A little, the spice must indeed flow. There's, there's plenty of spice. There's plenty of spice by way of cocaine and probably um, some DMT. I think we, we definitely get some, some vibes of what happens when you take some research chemicals oh, and yeah. stare at a, a Winamp playlist for, you know, hours on end. Not like I've been there. Definitely some stim packs, you know. Oh some, yeah. Uh, some, oh, some some floppy some diskettes, other, uh, some rad X. I, I cannot remember any of the drugs from from Fallout, but a bunch of those. <laughs> yeah, this is like what happens if if you know when you're Soma from um, oh, yeah. Brave New World. Some of that. That's what I'm on because this is it's just every damn cyberpunk story, mm-hmm. but the protagonist is a little guy named Billy Idol. A little guy. Just, a little guy. Just a little oh, guy. Just a little friend. <laughs> just a little friend we know. Um, actually, before we get into talking, uh, really unpacking this insane, this insane record, um, which is insane for many reasons, I want to uh, warmly welcome 
um, another another little friend who's here with us <laughs> on the podcast. That's true. Uh, we have Manny Raposo. Woo. Hello. Hi. I am honored to be here discussing <laughs> Sir Billy Idol. <laughs> Sir Billy Idol. That's true. Did he Actually, get knighted? Actually, don't know if I he don't... got knighted. I would be very surprised if he got knighted. Um, he's overdue if he hasn't been. Honestly, he's overdue. The man puts po- that sword to that man's shoulder. Well-toned shoulder. He does have great shoulders. Really this is a nice man shoulders. He chiseled, chiseled from the cyber gods. He didn't even need the computer enhancement. He was just ready to go. <laughs> Um, so Manny, uh, friend of the pod, friend, friend of us, current cyberpunk, Manny Raposo, uh, tell us what the heck made you choose this album? Cause this was your <laughs> idea. And honestly, I am, I'm so grateful for so many reasons because a lot of times we're just going through like a, a miserable dirge. And this was if not a good album, it was not a good album. Spoiler alert, stoppies. Uh, but it is a fucking insane and very fun and uh, and very funny album. Um, what was your experience with this album uh, coming into this that made you decide to to choose this to discuss today? Okay, there are two things. All right, the first thing. I grew up listening to Billy Idol. Um, I don't know. My <laughs> my parents uh, listened to a lot of like 80s rock. Yes. Um, which included Guns N' Roses, Queen. And we had Billy Idol records that they would put on. And I like knew all of his hits. Yes. Um, so I just, I wound up inheriting these records. And it made me want to do a deep dive into Billy Idol. Um, when I came across cyberpunk now cyberpunk is a concept album Mm -hmm. which immediately like takes my curiosity also cyberpunk came out that game thing happens and cyberpunk is like which I learned I have the wikipedia article open because I'm like I can't keep notes for fucking shit um (laughs) sorry I'm swearing Oh, you can swear. We're this not. Is, okay. This is an explicit podcast. <laughs> We're edgy. <laughs> we got the E tag for explicit. <laughs> but okay. Fucking, okay, so apparently there was a cyberdelic subculture. Yes. And like, I just feel like this album, he really tried with this album. Yes. And something happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And I'm not saying it's good um, because it had a lot of negative reviews, Uh, but (laughs) (laughs) it's certainly something. And I think it's very, it's a great example of the era in which it was made, which was like the early 90s where like the internet was becoming a thing, you know, like chat, people were going into chat rooms, I guess. What was it? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. It was the early internet. Yeah. It was also the beginning of like Email. electronica and techno. And I feel like industrial. He, yeah, and, and definitely industrial, definitely like a post nine inch nails world. And I think you no, hear. No, this is nine inch nails. I looked this up because I was trying to. Nine, nine inch nails started in 1998. 
1989. No. 1989. Oh, I was like, why did I? I was <laughs> nah. like, I looked this up because I was like, did they influence? Did this influence Nine Inch Nails? No, absolutely. Nine I Inch Nails influenced. Also this. surprised. Nine Inch Nails and Orbital and the Prodigy okay. and all those yes. early techno were definitely a factor here. But I feel like for all of like his supposed like looking to the future and trying new things and you know trying to be like exemplify you know futurism it really does often just sound like in excess which i feel like is not, is still very 80s i feel like he's still pretty stuck in the 80s he's like trying but he's definitely stuck the guitars the like guitars yeah. are very 80s they're like and hair he, metal and this is like like i said like orbital's first album had come out uh, you know, uh, Nine Inch Nails had dropped an album and two EPs by now. They're about to drop the Downward Spiral. Like, this is not... this. It's it's very funny. This sounds very funny to me because it's, like, trying to be very current, but it is super... It's like an 80s conception of, like, what what is the future going to... Like, what is the... It's like the 80s looking to the 90s, like, wow, it's the future. We're living in it now. But, like, I'm, I'm not part of it because I'm a total, like, 80s... 80s guy he's a total 80s guy and he forever will be well and what had happened was was that my dude was definitely a hardcore like heroin and coke addict and was like on a lot of drugs (laughs) and i think somebody like hooked him up with with the spice and the soma like a little bit of that cyberdelic shit so he was like (laughs) he he did heroin and then did virtual reality he did he literally no he literally that's like what the album's about right i I think i think he did some fucking lsd and some dmt and fucking did and here's the thing it wasn't album wise, so you called this a concept album. I would say this is a concept. <laughs> it is a concept that he forced yeah, into album form. It's like seventy something minutes of concept, though. Oh well, that's Did, half of them I are interludes. <laughs> half of them are interludes. Before this episode, I looked up how long this album was because yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be like thirty-five minutes." No, I no, no. How long no, this no, album no. was? One hour and eleven minutes. It's unacceptable. Yeah. It's unacceptable. It's movie length. It and is. honestly, every single song is is at least twice like at least twice as long as it needs to be. Or it should have been a soundtrack for a movie. So I, you're talking about having your Wikipedia page like a open. full moon entertainment movie. That's yeah. what I was saying. Absolutely. This is this is like a bad '90s VHS in music form. Yes. This is this is something you rent for the cover. At your like local video store, not even the blockbuster. So, so speaking of precisely that, that was some of the research I chose to embark on last night. Was watching Lawnmower Man, which was one of the big <laughs> influences for this album. Um, unfortunately, Lawnmower Man also way too long. Yeah, why is it so long? Similar thing where it's like. It's like entertaining and crazy, but like too long and like very cheesy. And extremely and badly cut and badly edited and everything's all over the place. And it looks like it was, you know, you know, put together very, you know, incidentally and rather than intentionally. Yeah, it, it's a wild. The, the, the virtual reality effects in that movie are incredible. I just think what happened is fucking Billy Idol was really bored of, of heroin and he just decided to some, you know, he got turned on to, to doing some fucking research chemicals and, you know, and fucking discovered email and like watched Lawnmower Man really high and was like, yes, this 
is it. He I'm get, ready. I'm very Put me I'm in. high on email. I'm, I'm high on email. I don't need heroin anymore. I'm high on email. <laughs> I don't need heroin. I have heroids, baby. <laughs> Baby, yeah. Manny, I, so Manny, did you? So your parents liked eighties music. Did they have this album, or did they have like the Billy Idol classics? Ah, uh, no, they did not have cyberpunk, <laughs> but they did. You know, <laughs> so they were smart. They had taste, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, because <laughs> I can tell you, I have like I have um. So I have Whiplash Smile, which is an, his album he released in eighty six, um, and I have. Oh, I wish I, I have a uh, Billy Idol, his self-titled. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not good albums, mm-hmm. which is funny. <laughs> like they have the hits on there, like White Wedding, Hot in the City. Um, but I like the, aside from the hits, not great albums. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited listening to Cyberpunk because even though I, I only remember one song from Cyberpunk, um, which is Shock to the System, but that's a I, song. I, That's a song. That is a song. Uh, <laughs> he did something. He did. I at least feel, you know, at least, I feel like at least this album, he tried. He to did. Like have it be cohesive. Yeah. And I have to give, I have to give him some effort. I don't know. I have to give A for effort, but we'll see when I listen to it again, because maybe <laughs> I'm <laughs> remembering it too fondly. It's <laughs> It's very ambitious for sure. Uh, he's certainly going for something. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. Like, you know, I was never like a huge Billy Idol guy, but I, um, one of my two friends who used to drive me to school, uh, you know, after we all got our licenses in high school, like he used to only listen to Thrice and Billy Idol. I love that. Um, oh, is that the gender that, binary? Just... Is that the <laughs> No, he was very straight. He joined the Air Force. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pour one out. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I agree that the Billy Idol filler tracks on those albums, like the ones that aren't the hits, are like not great. Yeah. And I think the filler tracks on this album are insane. And while still like bad... Way more interesting than the filler tracks on like the best known Billy Idol albums. This is this is the like honestly, this is what I mean by a treat because this is so ambitiously missing the mark that it almost hits it hits something else like spectacularly. Like it's it's a really as you said a beautiful disaster or a, a disaster piece is is the term we use right when something is so ambitious and so you know because he really put in he didn't we could argue that he didn't put in enough work into understanding the cyberpunk culture and community but he actually did put in work he was he was active on these message boards and and you know very 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 early web communications he got connected to these you know people on the front on the front lines of the internet counterculture I mean, the internet and they was. Hated, they hated it. They the were like, this is appropriation, yeah. basically. Yes. Well, the internet was the counterculture. Like, that's the whole thing, is that, and that's what he actually resonated with because I was going to say my experience with Billy Idol um, was actually through Generation X with his first punk, you know, album, oh, yeah. or his punk band yep. that came out in the late 70s. And that was on that um, seminal mix CD that my dad gave me when I was like 14. Um, and it had Kiss Me Deadly. And I, re- I remember it because it's in that scene from SLC Punk when, like, 
heroin Bob is like, or like whatever, Steve-O's saying, what's this? And he puts in the tape and heroin Bob says, it's new. And then plays, <laughs> you know, kiss me deadly tonight. It's a great song. Huh. It's a great song. I'll be honest, I never got into Generation X. Is it worth checking out? Honestly, no, because, <laughs> well, it's interesting. It's good. It's, it's really a pop. It's a pop, you know, band um even though they had the punk aesthetic they were kind of you know generation x basically formed because billy idol went and saw you know the sex pistols how many bands formed just because they went and saw the sex pistols and were like a ton like buzzcocks Buzzcocks, there's a whole scene in a 24 hour party people about it no yeah so they so generation x was my introduction to billy idol and i liked it i i don't think you really need to like it wasn't like critical you know but it it was it was really catchy that's they named the next generation after that band like that's That's gonna count for something that does count for something it's crazy you know I really have to credit Billy Idol actually for my interest in punk music in the first place. Yes, like they have, because he's like baby's first punk. Yes, yeah, everyone yeah. has like, an you know, Yeah, yeah, it was like Green Day for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, right for many. Yeah, like he had like that aesthetic. He really embraced the punk aesthetic. The problem was mm. he was a pop singer which yes. is all about commercialization which is yep. like the very like antithesis of punk so i can see like why this cyber sorry cyberdelic counterculture movement would be like hey it's not very cyberpunk to make an album about cyberpunk right yeah. right and it's like it fight club you know you're not supposed to t- and that's how they felt and, about it and it's like i said it wasn't actually futuristic sounding it was well, like a dated perception of what futuristic sounding would sound like when like actual futuristic music was like already happening. It was the soundtrack to the Beyond the Mind's Eye VHS tape that I own with like fucking the earliest computer graphic, computer animated graphics like in a trip screen forever. Like those of us who indulge in the in the cyberdelic drugs every once in a while have sat and watched a VHS trip screen of cool fucking animations and and like been on drugs and been like man like if uh, if i was the king of the world i could you know take all of the tubes of the internet and and squish them into one flat circle and then i could you know just the stupid fucking dumb shit that you come up with when you are um you know uh psychedelically enhanced and and watching a trip screen but we don't have access to million dollar studios and <laughs> actually but that's <laughs> not even true home that's studio. not even true yes so okay i i'm getting ahead of myself so well we're not we don't have access to like a his record own mind label blowing. that will put it out this is his mind blowing and actually i was gonna say this is almost <laughs> i almost want to say that this is like the Corey feldman's uh um <laughs> angelic to the core of its time because i feel like Corey feldman was really he was trying to like you know be like very current and like integrate these like dubstep sounds and like just like really just do like next level music yep but it was coming from such like a 90s you know mindset i and i feel like this is just like one generation back of that this is this is such an 80s uh, 90s future album it's very wild and it is so similar to me in every way to like watching lawnmower man like you said yeah it, it just is that it is it is a z album 
Yeah, it's a Z album with great visuals. I mean, with incredible <laughs> visuals and highly enhanced when you are enhancedly high, I think. It, w- it will definitely help you out. I, I smoked a little bit of weed to, to, to fully dive in and appreciate this, uh, appreciate this mess. And it, it, certainly, it certainly artificially enhanced the experience, I think. But so I think we need to talk about the fact that like, okay, we, we mentioned we're going to get into when we talk about the songs that a lot of them are bad. A lot of them are way too long. A lot of them are very, they're not cyberpunk, whatever cyberpunk is. But the internet and the, the revolution of the internet provided to him a, a punk way of being able to do, you know, create this whole album on a computer, like, you know, in a studio, like not in a studio, like in an apartment, basically. He was the first artist, um, like major artist to use email to use floppy disks to you know advertise if i can get my hands on a billy (laughs) idol floppy disk (laughs) oh my god a lot of people on these message boards really uh rejected him and and we could talk about why and and you know these insular online communities and and their gatekeepy bullshit but he was on there engaging with fans directly in a way that no other major artist ever had before. It doesn't sound great because it's still Billy Idol behind all of this. Yeah. The, you know, <laughs> that the guy that that 80s guy who, you know, was a really good like pop star, but maybe didn't have a lot of great songs beyond the hits. Yeah, um, this is only like four years before he was in the wedding singer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> If you think about it. Master cameo role. (laughs) You know, and he got involved in, what was it, The Well, which was one of the oldest online communities. He had his own personal email account. He was um, printing ads at the time with his email address on them. Can you imagine? That's very ahead of his time. So he gets some credit. And they rejected him. They rejected him, which just shows you, you know, you want to talk about the Snyder Cut community. You know, this toxic fan base stuff has been around forever. <laughs> this toxic internet community stuff. The themes, the production. You and... don't want to talk about the Snyder Cut community? I don't. I don't. Are you sure? <laughs> um, he, so he really predicted. No, I'm moving on entirely. Immediately. Um, he... Do you want to riff on that for no, a little bit? No, we don't. We don't. Um, <laughs> he completely predicted the way that in the internet was going to affect music production and the music industry too. You know, he was like, he was like, people are going to just be able to record at home. People won't need fancy studios. People will be able to connect directly to their fans. People will be able to collaborate with people all over the world. And he did all of that shit with this album. Like that (laughs) in and of itself is, is very uh, impressive. And he was right. I mean, his predictions were all, all, you know, came true. And he was the first major artist to really embrace this. Um, and probably embraced it too much. <laughs> right? A little too much. Too much I was reading thing. a little bit. He was like very like into cyberpunk. Like he was very like into the 80s cyberdelic community and subculture. And he it, it just feels like every time I read about it, like all the research he did, all the books and 
essays he read, like the communities yep. he tried to be part of. Well, he, he was still kind rejected. of read them. <laughs> he was right, like, well, everybody, right. did you hear about this? Where he told anybody who was going to interview him that they had to read um, the book Neuromancer uh, before they <laughs> yeah. interviewed him. Oh, my God. But then, um, uh, and that's, is, is that Saint William Vincent? Gibson? Yeah, yeah, that William Gibson who wrote that, and apparently he hadn't read it, so like... <laughs> the, the fucking, <laughs> so they didn't ask him about it? He, they asked him about it because he told them all he, they had to read it, and he would be like, so funny. I just understood it, man. You know, like he just got yeah. it through osmosis, basically. That is such a dumb guy move. I it is a it. big dumb guy move. It's a big dumb True. move. True, okay. All right, all right, yeah. And, and, and then William Gibson, I guess, in an interview said... So, oh yeah, he was the one, this is the quote that he, that William Gibson said, a London journalist told me that when Billy did his cyberpunk press junket over there, he made it a condition of getting an interview with him that every journalist had to have read Neuromancer. Anyway, they all did. But when they met with Billy, the first thing that became really apparent was that Billy hadn't read it. So they called him on it and he said he didn't need to. Um, So that kind of, that kind of showed him as a bit of a poser, which I think was, Uh, you know, worst thing you can be if you're punk it well and you could have you could have levied that against him with generation x too you know you could have levied mm-hmm. that and, and i think that's why like he had the image down he is a poser so, hasn't he always been a poser God, yeah. isn't that like isn't he like just the the most successful poser of all time isn't that kind of yeah, what billy I mean, idol is he that's why i was like he's baby's first punk because like you're like oh i love the aesthetics and you listen to the music and you're like yeah this is hard and then you, someone introduces you to actual punk, and that's the true <laughs> test of like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, look, White Wedding and uh, Rebel Yell. Dancing with Myself. Dancing with Myself. Eyes Without a Face. Like, these songs all fucking slay. Yeah. But they aren't punk rock songs. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and I think, <laughs> I mean, to, to pile on to this, apparently he could only type using like two, one finger at a time. Like he was like, <laughs> he was literally using the hunt and peck oh, system God. apparently Jesus. for finding. And then he also needed notes to log on the internet. He would have his friends in these online communities or whatever. Like, cause he had some people that were shepherding him through cause he was genuinely interested in it. He wasn't just, he was dumb, though, is what it really comes down well, to. Well, he was a boomer trying to use the internet. And he was... Ra- exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's not even dumb. Original, it's just... The original. It's still playing itself out today. Absolutely. I'm sure um, he typed in all caps. I, yes, <laughs> one sure letter at a time. He put a space between every period and then he <laughs> would do spaces. like... Yeah, two spaces between every period and then like two commas instead of one for some reason. <laughs> He he would call up his his internet shepherds and like every week he'd be like oh how do I how do I get into my email and they'd be like all right we just told you last week but we'll tell you again and then I guess in one of the like the the articles I read he was like oh sorry I smoked a fat doobie when I was talking to you and I <laughs> I didn't remember <laughs> it's like okay are you smoking oh a fat God. doobie now I guess we won't know but um. You know, I he did he did kind of defend himself and say, you know, William Gibson was computer illiterate when he wrote Neuromancer. And he he kind of he took it from the perspective of, you know, I'm learning. I'm here to learn. I'm trying to immerse myself in this culture. Yeah, I'm not going to get everything right. And that's okay. I'm jumping in head first. Honestly, isn't that kind of a punk thing to do? Mm. You know, 
I'm subverting mm. what punk means. Mm-hmm. This is probably more punk than his other out, like yeah. his eighties albums, you know, in approach. But it's also, I mean, come on, you're giving it a lot of credit now. And I know you, you, you've done great research. Thank you for. I didn't know <laughs> most of what you just said. Oh, good. I was just going off the music, and let's not lose sight of the fact that these songs are fucking batshit bonkers, crazy, yeah. cuckoo, go nuts. <laughs> it is. It's come on, like they are. We're building. They're they are corny in ways I don't think I've ever heard on this show. In in many cases, like the spoken word bridge yeah. it, bridge on every every song has like a spoken word bridge where it's like advancing the storyline of this like cyborg hero that he's playing it's crazy i know it's cuckoo bananas come on it is (laughs) can i share an anecdote i found about the making of this album yes so apparently he was inspired by cyberpunk Mm -hmm. because he was riding his motorcycle he got into an accident he broke his leg that happened yeah. Uh, he got. Uh, he basically uh, his doctor referred to him as cyberpunk because who they noticed the electronic muscle stimulator on Idol's leg and referred to him as cyberpunk, citing the cyborg qualities of his appearance, which led to his interest in the works of William Gibson. And then that's a cool. Maybe he read the Neuromancer. No, I don't know. he didn't. Maybe. But. <laughs> He was like, wow, this looks really cool. It's kind of funny that someone just like made a pun yeah, about right? him. And he was like, he- oh, this that's going to be my new aesthetic, actually. <laughs> he thing- based his entire personality around this joke. <laughs> and he looks great with futuristic spiked hair and pleather vests. So you He know, always looks great. He does. He looks great. He was a heroin addict and he looked great. I know. I know. That doesn't happen very often. He was like Ric Flair for heroin. He was he was like somehow pumping iron while in like a zombie slump. Like how does that even I don't How know. do you stay that jacked? You know, I did he predict Spotify rappers with this? Did he you know pre- No. <laughs> Let's not uh, stop I mean, giving him so much rap. credit. Heather, I I thought the album was fun too, but come on. It was rare for artists to make albums in a very DIY, like ma- major label artists to make albums in that DIY way. and But he was doing that because he was washed up and his yeah, career right. was over. True, 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 true. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. He had nothing to say, so he put on a new outfit, and the outfit was The cyber same punk. outfit with, like, wires on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> all right all right well. all right but well, no we're all having fun i will say this is the best album i've heard on the show in a while yeah uh, i really i did have fun with it but it's still make it stop i mean it's still come on we're almost positive enough for cubby bear to approve of us i who, like this who's cubby oh bear? that was our negative reviewer who said we were too negative oh yeah <laughs> cubby bear what do you what what say what you now? now what now what say cubby you bear? now <laughs> We're all having like fun. Some, some positivity into the chat right now. Oh, absolutely. Into <laughs> the AOL chat that we were all trapped in. <laughs> in cyber hell. Oh. All right. Should we, uh, should we, do we have anything else to say? Should we get into the album itself? I feel like we've, we've said a lot. We've said a lot. 20 songs, one hour and 11 minutes. This was uh, 1993. 
And it it definitely uh, half of the songs are interludes. Yeah. So there's an intro and outro and five interludes. We're gonna skip all of those. Yeah, right? absolutely. Still- so the okay. first so the first actual song on the album is called Weisland. What do we think of Wasteland? Okay. Um. No religion at all. <laughs> no religion. No religion at all. I, I My first note was neuromancing with myself. <laughs> Sorry. Um, he sounds very thin and sleepy for like half of the lyrics. And then he goes into this weird fucking hexus in Fern Gully rapping situation where he does the computer crime. Oh, so sublime. A fantasy scene in my machine. It's the vocal uh, affectations on this album. I, I kept thinking, I was like, man, should Billy Idol just have been like a model slash voice actor? He's got that Disney villain energy on this, you know. It, 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 Wait, let's not give them ideas. I know. Let's not give them ideas. <laughs> he would be. Like, I can, sorry, he did an album. He did an album with Miley Cyrus recently. No. So. <laughs> No, oh, man. We got, we're gonna have to do I'm that. I'm sorry. One. I know we're talking. No, no, that's I know not. We're talking about cyberpunk right now, but Miley Cyrus made, released a new album, and she has a song with Billy Idol on it. Nope. Is it? I'll check it out. Bad. Look, my cousin's gonna be mad at me if I don't at least give it a chance. My cousin's the biggest Miley Cyrus fan. We she's still mad at me that we didn't have her on for the Miley Cyrus episode. We did do every that. time I see her, she says that I'm not her cousin anymore because I didn't. <laughs> Put her on that episode. <laughs> Listen, wait. So is the song bad? I mean, it's a Billy Idol song. Okay, okay. So, right. so it's like good, but it's like but it's, goes on. It's too good, long but it sucks. And, um, this particular Billy Idol song, "Wasteland," I feel like is not one of the good ones on the album. No. He's doing no. this like uh, industrial hip hop mm. Peter Gabriel, and I don't <laughs> think that's a combination that works. No. That is not a, that's not that's that's three great tastes that don't taste great together. No. I'm out of the wasteland. I'm into this head man. What does that mean? What what, what? You're into this head no man? Religion. No, relig- no religion. Well, yeah, exactly. He sounds all froggy when the he says gated, it. He sounds like, the he sounds like on those vocals is sounds not. like Grover. He's like a Muppet. No religion at all. Like what? That's if you're gonna be especially when you're a punk, right? And I've heard him or like a whatever, a pseudo punk, a cyberpunk. You, you know, he does a good snarl. I think the best songs on this album are the ones where he, like, lets the snarl out. But, like, if you're going to say no religion, like, that should be, like, a fucking snarl. Like, it shouldn't be, like, like no religion at all. Like, what what is happening? No religion. 
Yeah, and there's like this weird like loudspeaker vocal distortion that sounds like he's letting you know that Market Basket will be closing in 15 minutes and to take your purchases up front. Like, you know, there's a lot of, you know, distracting from the fact that the lyrics and the concept are pretty thin. In VR land, the future of fun, tell me what to do. In VR law, computer crime, um, so sublime. It literally just says, um, comma, so sublime. I noticed on Genius there were some weird typos on there. No, though. this is a Google lyrics, but maybe okay. they're wrong, too. Uh, yeah. A fantasy- no, you know what would be funny? I wonder if these are the lyrics that he typed out on, like, alt.usenet. One finger at a time. And then just, they had tons of typos, and and it's just stayed that way for decades. Those are the official lyrics, but it was just him, like, not knowing how to type. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And he also says resurrection, like, resurrection! Oh, yeah, lots of bad sex puns on this. Like, just, (laughs) ugh. We're going to get to some more. I know. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What did What did you think, Manny? Um, I think it was a very weak introduction to the cyberpunk concept album. You know, I was, you know, we said so much about the vocals. I was thinking about the beats. Like, it's like several beats layered on top of each other, all being loud at once. Yes. Mm -hmm. And typically I enjoy noise. Mm -hmm. Um, I listen to noise music. But uh, this sounded less like noise because he was trying to actually do something. And uh... (laughs) that should have been the name of the album. It's just Billy Idol does something. (laughs) The album. (laughs) Yeah. But no, you're right. It doesn't really sound EQ'd. It sounds like he like got into the Fairlight software, whatever he was using. And he laid the tracks down, but then he was like, all right, done. Yeah, it's not a great song. It's not, And it's not cyberpunk, I think, is the issue. No. Like, it's not cyberpunk no. at all. It's very... 80s. It's 80s. It's 80s, yeah. It's just 80s music with some with a cyberpunk-themed uh, lyric here and there. Yeah. And those lyrics are still, they're pretty... Yeah, what is this no religious... Is this a Christian album? This is what I was wondering. I feel like... Okay, so he's talking about no religion at all. He's, ta- he's like, supposed to be playing this, like, protagonist, right? Right. This cyberpunk protagonist. I don't know. I don't know if this is some kind of, like, like Green Day, American, Jesus of Suburbia type, mm, but, like, cyberpunk, you yep, know? Mm-hmm. Like... But it's you know Jesus of Cyberpunk, and I'm but it's Billy Idol, and Jesus looks like Billy Idol. So, is he supposed to be the Messiah, or is it I don't like know if he's... I almost get on some songs like there's no religion in this future, and that's bad. Yeah, like, that's... that that was my read too. But I can also see him being like, "There's no religion in this future, and it's bad." And also, I'm God. Yeah, well, <laughs> which would be that's that's actually great. I hope I I like that reading a lot. <laughs> I mean, he would be, right? I mean, Billy Idol has never shied away from just deciding he's something, right? So, and, and you know, white men in positions of power always love to, to just decide their things <laughs> and, and impose it on us. So, you know. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> I couldn't piece it together. I was trying to over the course of the album because there's a, there's a decent amount of religious lyrics and iconography going on but i i just couldn't i couldn't make sense of the story of this album at all really 
Right. And I don't think that's your fault, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my dude who just had his fucking vision board and just like, you know, puked up fucking, you know, VR colors all over it and just like was like, yep, that's what I want. Like he just point just pointed at the Winamp visualizer and said, that put a song. And this is pre Winamp visualizer. This was like flying toasters uh, screensaver. Yes. Yep, he was like, that's it. That's the aesthetic. But it's um, musically. It lacks substance. It, yes. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like asking everybody to read Neuromancer and not reading it yourself. That's basically, that's. <laughs> that actually really sums it up. It sure that's does. It oh, my God. It's, it's a cyberpunk album by a guy who didn't bother to read the cyberpunk book. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> It's his like shitty book report. It's like the end of summer. He like did he like he didn't read it. He like was on Wikipedia, like reading the summary of the book. Um, yes, we don't we know that from uh, working with kids. The science fair that's tomorrow, and it's like uh uh my science project is egg. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, this is an egg of a song. This is an egg science project of a song. But I feel like, you know, there's plenty more to come. Should we move on yeah, to the next one? Yeah, let's go. Oh, yes. Let's go. So this is the big one. This was the big uh, lead single. And by big, I don't think we actually gave a gave an accurate kind of representation of how maligned this album was. It came out and pretty instantly was hated by critics, um, by Billy Idol fans, completely ignored it. And then the cyberpunk community fucking hated him and called him a poser and said that, you know, he had no right. So, like, nobody liked it um, at all. <laughs> Except for us. <laughs> Except <think>. for us. <laughs> like, hey, I 30 years later. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, this is, it's it's new, it's raw, it's vital. Um <laughs> Yeah, so so this was the first um, the first single. It didn't do well. None of the singles on this album did well, um, and the album itself fared very poorly. It sold very poorly, and I don't think I think maybe this was the one song "Shock to the System" that we're gonna listen to that was on a greatest hits. But that's bit of a bit of a stretch. Uh, let's get into it. A lot of good shrieks yeah, on this album. Yeah, yeah, that's. I'm glad that you're starting off in a positive. There again, we're kowtowing to Cubby Bear uh, because that's very kind of you to start off with a, pos- a positive on this one. Do you all know what this song is about? A shock to the system. Um, Revolution, or I guess. Apparently. Do you know what the song is about? No, none, none of you. No. Okay, so this is this is my man. This is exactly the kind of hubris that gets you into the f- making of this album, right? Um, so my dude had a whole bunch of lyrics written for this. He wrote the song or whatever, and he had lyrics already written for it. But the day he went to record it um, was the day of the Rodney King riots. 
Oh no! Oh, yeah, you know because the interlude, which we didn't play, that comes before oh, no. this. There's footage <laughs> of people talking about the Rodney King. Like there's mm-hmm. news yep. audio of a guy, and I wrote down the words, the last words spoken on the inter- interlude leading into the song, which are, "It makes you hate this country, the United States of America. It makes you hate that you're black. It makes you hate cops, and it makes you hate all white people." Mm-hmm. And then that leads into this song. Mm-hmm. That's like the intro. Mm-hmm. So he quickly rewrote the lyrics to try to encompass this critical moment in U.S. history where, uh, you know, um, Rodney King was savagely beaten by police um, and it was captured on video. Uh, We now uh, see that uh, every other week, I think, um, all the time. That is uh, extremely fucked up. And he was like, oh, shit, this is happening. Uh, it's, it's time for me to give my take. <laughs> so this was so he did this after the incident or after the verdict? This was after the verdict. This was right, during so the this riots. This was during the riots. This was during the riots. So he reimagined the riots as this, you know, dystopian hellscape. Right. And for the video. As many white people did. As many white people did. And But presumably, okay, so then he, in the video, he depicts himself as both the victim of a savage police beating. So he gets beaten by police in the beginning of the video and then somehow through by virtue of the police beating starts to some some sort of thing gets jammed in his eye or something some cyber nut gets jammed in his eye or something and and there's yeah. like a stop motion process where he then becomes a cyberpunk and becomes this like you know like half man half machine that then goes to get revenge on the cops and saves the day so he's like oh like both- a reverse robocop that's kind of cool yeah but like if robocop instead of RoboCop was like a guy who got sh- a cop who got shot to his limb shot off by criminals and then became a cyber cop. Uh, he became a cyber victim of police brutality. Yeah, who then becomes who a then cyber gets revenge hero. On the cops. Interesting. And hey, he- I'd watch that fucking Full Moon production VHS. It's just a little sure. bit odd to him because it's like it's just another he's- example of white men centering themselves in every yeah. part of the story. Yeah, right? he's he's also capitalizing on a mm-hmm. tragedy. It would be right. like if someone right now, some like white man right now, mm-hmm. wrote a song about like say for example George Floyd. Right. It would be awful. Yeah. Right, and reimagine like, themselves George Floyd, as George Floyd, yeah, and then after I got killed, I became a robot who who killed Derek Chauvin. <laughs> Chauvin, like, oh, jeez, like, it's uh, bad. When you say it like that, it's, it's bad. bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. Yeah, that is bad. But that's so so early nineties. Oh well, it's like, so con- white so man Clinton early nineties conception of race relations. Yeah, and also. Musically, I gotta say, this just sounds like a regular Billy Idol song. Yeah. I don't hear the future yeah. at all, but I do understand why this was on the greatest hits because this is the maybe the only song in the album that sounds like your typical Billy Idol song. I just I just I hate the concept of it. You know, that's just the issue. You're right. But even that, it's just like, you know, <laughs> did you hear the lyrics like a shock to the system say yeah ain't it irie <laughs> he uses the term he irie. actually said okay so i thought i must have been hearing it wrong <laughs> no. 
I thought there's no way he just said, he isn't it Irene? He's Patois. No. To, yes, dude. I why? know. I know. It's not Irene the, to do this. Why are the musicians on this show always doing that? Jamaican Patois. We're going to get into it more with the White Boy Summer episode. Jesus. Oh, no. So the whole, it's just, so he just, the lyrics, again, it's the ultimate dumb white guy that like, you know, again, didn't study for the test and is just going to like fail upwards anyway because he already has connections. You know, it's like, oh, well, whatever. Like, I, I'm interested in this in a very, very, very detached and not personal and not actually like interrogating my place in, to, in the system kind of way. Right. Like, I'm just I'm, I know that this is happening and I'm going to think about the aesthetics of it. And then I'm going to put myself as the protagonist of this story and the victim of this story. And, like, the lyrics themselves are just, they're so lazy when you think about them in context. And offensive, right? Like, he says, ah, riot, rape, race, and revolution. Ah, yeah. Not the last time he talks about people getting raped on this album. Nope. Um, Here come the fire and my world burns still. You say, yeah. Well, you can. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, you can (laughs) rock. No. Well, you can rock this land, baby. You like a shock to the system. I feel good. Well, all right. What do we like? Wow, what are you talking about? So that's what I'm saying. I think he wrote these lyrics. Yeah. Ronnie King. (laughs) Ronnie King. Yeah, dude. Like basically. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That shit is fucked up. That shit is fucked up. Like it should not be allowed. Mm-hmm. It should not be allowed. It should not be exempted. The fact that you can just list off, yeah, riot, rape, and race and revolution. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, like, it's Irie, man. It's Irie. <laughs> Oh, no, it's fine. I was just going to say, like, it really shows that, you know, he is a poser because he's capitalizing on these, like, terrible events. And he's capitalizing on the counterculture movement. Yeah. Because, like, it, once again, lacks any substance. Mm -hmm. It's like... There's no... you, You wrote this about a specific thing. And it still lacks substance. Well, there's no depth to it, and there's no um of his own person into it, right? He's playing a yeah. character the whole time. I think that's all he ever knows how to do is to play a fucking character, right? And in, in this oh, case, yeah. he didn't even care. He didn't even sketch out the character. He was just like, "Oh, this would be really cool in a video if I have wires coming out of my eyes, and then I c- kill a cop." Yeah, I want to be a cyborg, <laughs> Rodney King. Yeah, right? a white Rodney King, right? Like, dude, like. Because and I care, because, you know, about what's going on. And it, it, I feel like it's just not Irie. Police brutality is not Irie. <laughs> he says, ain't oh it Irie? Not it ain't Irie. <laughs> That's what makes oh, me yeah. question the fact that I think that he wrote the lyrics to the song. And then he very, very haphazardly and last minute added in the words race, riot, and revolution and turned the video into a, some sort of commentary. And then he just used the rest of the lyrics that he had already written for the other song and just kept them. Yeah. And like, oh, Only God, a white wow. man. 
yeah, he does like to play the martyr. Oh, so yeah. like he, you know, as white men do. Uh, <laughs> and savior, yeah, the the, the victim and white savior men, at the same victim time. Victim and savior, victim and savior at the mm. same time. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the range we're we're seeing here on this on this Still album. Saying, okay, Billy Idol Christ. Um. <laughs> God. All right. Well, I think we've cracked it. I think we can move on to tomorrow, people. Oh, he's killing global oppression in this one yes let's go he's killing it he's killing it our self-appointed cyberpunk Uh, i I wonder is he it's like dude you are killing global oppression right now you're fucking killing it bro (laughs) you're doing a great (laughs) job (laughs) all right here we go Sorry, we had to get to the point where Billy Idol invented new metal uh, for Mike Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> I dug it. Oh, Absolutely. I liked the evil voiced rap in the bridge. That was great. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. It's it, so funny. It was. It was funny. It is, yeah. Yeah. I, his vocals did things this uh, song. His vocals definitely did things this song. Uh, there's a, there's like a crunch to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still like, I don't know. I feel like everything is still like all the knobs just pushed all the way to the right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's what cyberpunks do, you know? That's... <laughs> that's a, that is very cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense. If he doesn't know how to send an email without help, like I can't imagine he knows how to EQ, com- like music made on a nineteen ninety three PC. <laughs> it was a yeah. Mac. Oh, it was, it was a Mac. Mac. Oh man, even yeah, oh, even geez. less. You can't even like get in the back end of those things. No. Does it sound like any to anyone else like he's saying Sabaro people? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Massachusetts regionalism for all the uh, non-New England stuffies out there. That, I think Sabaro's a no. national chain, is no, it not? No, no. Yes, because they did that no. joke on The Office. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, Where Mike, Michael they're Scott's like, I'm going to go to my favorite local New York pizza place, and he goes to Sabaro. You know... That wouldn't have landed if they didn't have Sabaro's in the Midwest. The only... I just looked up Sabaro. The first question that comes up is, why is Sabaro so bad? It really has Third fallen off. Third is, it's how do you spell Sabaro? <laughs> Um, listen, it doesn't, oh, wow, it has 600 locations. I lied. Oh, shit. Headquarters is in Ohio. I lied. Okay. I knew it. I, I knew it was about. a Midwest chain. Right. Either way. Um, to call a pizza place not something Italian, that's a, that's an Ohio move. That's a big Ohio move. Um, yeah, I liked this song a little bit, you know? I did not hate the song. I like the industrial vibes. I like the shreddy guitar solo. I like the raspy, um, vocal delivery. Um, you know, the rapping is extremely cheesy, but I do think he might have invented new metal. So, you know, we'll give him that. I will say, I, you know, I have listened to some artistes 
uh, currently doing things in like the heavy electronic and techno scene that are like similar-ish yeah. to what Mr. Billy Idol is trying to do here. It's, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, call, I don't know if I'd call it good. <laughs> right. I think I'm with you, Manny. This is not one of my favorites. Like it's, it's still boring. It still just sounds like it's another one that just sounds '80s. It just sounds like in excess. I think he gets more cuckoo later in the album and really starts leaning into like the electronic influence and actually does try to sound futuristic, but this still sounds pretty stuck in the past to me. Um, I only liked, I really only liked the part where he did the evil rap. Um, yeah, that's like 10 seconds. I don't know. I don't know. I thought musically this, this song kind of works, but maybe I like in excess. I don't know. Sure. A time warp scene, a sci-fi story. A dirt-colored love, you hope for glory. I like to fight. I kill global oppression. <laughs> if I quit, there's no hope of redemption. Uh, what a what an amazing story to this album. I right? liked. Um, I'm here to tell you to tell you that I won't repent. World War Three, death pain. <laughs> it's fate. Oh, Let's yeah. do it again. <laughs> I loved his like emphasis of death. Pain. Uh, he did some voice acting in this. He's song voice too. acting. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely voice acting for sure. I do. Should we move into uh, the next one here? Adam and Chains. Adam and Chains. Adam and Chains. My Adam Levine, Allison Chains mashup group. <laughs> or- <laughs> It's like one of those DJ mashup songs. It's like a Maroon 5 song and like Poison by Alice in Chains. Exactly, yes. All our songs, the music is all Alice in Chains, but the vocals are all Adam Levine. Oh, no. And I was inspired by this song. Yep. Here we go. Do you want to be hypnotized? (laughs) Oh, my God, no. The hypnotist's intro. This is so vaporwave, All right, Stavis, yes, I, I made that note. Um... Yeah, there's about uh, two minutes of it not being a song before it kind of turns into a song, so we're going to skip forward here. To the brutes and Enough, enough, enough. I'm sorry. I got a very funny text from my husband talking about how my cat ate my steak. Um, so <laughs> I needed to interrupt the broadcast. Uh, okay, so this song fucking sucks. Um, Whoa. This is the shit a, I do like. What? Yeah, this is my it's favorite song sexy so far. Music. It's a sexy Oh, I hate it when is. he does sexy. It's like sexy. Madonna erotica. I hate it. Um, he can't do territory. Madonna erotica. I think if you cut out the two and a half minutes of a guy doing hypnotism in like the least like hypnotic voice, it's like, I'm going to put you, uh, you're going to walk down a wide staircase, a safe staircase, and that's going to bring you to where you want to be. In this crazy vaporwave inter- interlude, goes on way too long. You cut that out, this is a solid track. This, I think... Vocally, I really like when he he croons. I think Billy Idol's a good crooner. 
And uh, yeah, I dug this song. I think like it's really interesting. I actually like the beats in the song. Like I like the like the music track. He just sounds goofy. Like he, yeah, <laughs> dude. He like like the the beats are like sexy and smooth and like vaporwave almost, you know. But like when then he starts singing, mm-hmm. and he feel he sounds like he has marbles in his mouth. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. It's no, like, you know, is, no. is Billy Idol, you know, cyber is, is he is Billy Idol sci fi Danzig is Danzig horror Billy Idol. I don't know. But they both kind of do the same thing. And I, I do like it. Yeah, it's but I get weak alley. Danzig. Vi- you know, the like, oh, later, I'm trying to play at Riot Fest. And I can barely say a word. Like, I'm getting old man from this, you know, and I don't like the old man sex voice personally for me. Um, it's not not for me. Um, it's, it starts out straight up like my fucking, uh, you know, self-help hypnosis VHS tapes that I like casually take ketamine to with, uh, (laughs) my, my blow compatriots that you might live with. (laughs) Manny, you can ask, you can ask uh, Valentine about our, our time with the hypnosis tapes. Um, but... The thing is, is I'm not on ketamine and um, I, you know, I can't really, even if I was on ketamine and trying to dissociate while telling myself that I am a beautiful and loving creature who deserves love, um, it's really hard to relax with the sound of like the periodic dental drill in the background that keeps like coming in every once in a while. And it also the spoken word is just dude you know, mansplaining my brain chemistry, which I don't, I don't love. Um, I might be getting cyber hacked in my, in my brain stem. Um, but it's the, everybody's got to wear sunscreen song, but in a sensory deprivation tank on too many edibles. Altered states. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, I said it's pure moods with a Z. There's nothing more cyberpunk than Enya synths and an echoey, crackly grandpa voice where he's just like in a fucking doing a drunk lullaby in a cavern somewhere. I don't. I don't like. I don't love it. I don't love it. It's fine. I love you both. You're you're both valid, but I do fuck with the song heavy. I do hey, love that he invented. Thank you. I love that he invented vaporwave. He invented new metal. He invented vaporwave. He's ahead of his time. You know, he didn't invent a good song. <laughs> but... Good at many. What knows many things can do many things. Not good at any of it. Billy of many. <laughs> Billy of many. Idol of none. <laughs> Yeah, I you know, I just, I don't know. This was the first time I feel like on the album that Billy Otter really like went out of his comfort zone, and I appreciate that from him. <sighs> and you know what? It is a competent down-tempo song. I'm going to just, I got to give it to It's six minutes him. and 24 seconds Right, all right, long. so I'm telling you, though, just cut out the hypnosis part. That That is... You, I will, I will give it I don't a like bad his marks. Voice when you know, he it's does. not an A. I'm not giving this song an A because the intro went on too long. The intro goes on for half the it song. It is like half the song, yeah. And but then his voice. This is just whole one time. of many songs that are twice just, as long as they should be. He's like doing like a Shatner thing. I like it. I don't. Oh my god. No. It's not a Shatner thing. <laughs> I don't know. 
It's a little bit of a Shatner thing. Thank you. Thank you. No. Thank you. Thank you. I'm being validated. We're I valid. Think it's a it's a Billy Idol thing. I don't think it's that much different from uh the like bridge of white wedding where he's like who does it remind me you You know and he's always done that that's like in that song it's cocooned by a good song and in this song it's just it's it's enya i think also like he was more articulate in his older ballads like i love eyes without a face but uh um, this one, he kind of lost me a little bit where I just could not understand what he was saying. See, they Whatever. know other songs. I defer to them. Okay. I know other Billy Idols. I told you I would. I was driven to school by my thrice friend <laughs> who listened to Billy Idol almost thrice every day. Friend. I love that you, I love that. What a very distinct I had Venn a lot diagram. of thrice friends. We all loved thrice. We loved thrice so much. We're going to say Riot there Fest. Is- there were three of you who love thrice. <laughs> I've seen thrice thrice actually. I think yeah. and I feel like they're not that great. Live. Yeah, they 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 do the thing. They do the alkaline trio thing where they're just like mechanical. Like they just go through the songs and it, there's just like we can do this professionally. Thank yeah. you and pay us. Good night. <laughs> like, I feel like I've seen them like in three different years and it was the same set list every it was. time. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. This is the Thrice cast. You're listening to Thrice. <laughs> this is Thrice done, and I'm <laughs> Heather Mac, Mac, Mac. <laughs> All right, this is so dumb. We're so dumb. All right. Uh, we should take a quick break before we, uh, we continue. Yes, let's get an I emotional. We're getting to that point. Emotional uh, cleansing. Get another seltzer, maybe another beer. All right, stoppies. We are back after a protracted uh, rest period. <laughs> yes, we're back. We had a normal length break. This totally normal. This certainly is not a completely different day. No, not at all. <laughs> Just got a lot of rest in that <laughs> short five-minute break we all took. Yeah, it's like D&D <laughs> or something. Like We just had to take our little uh, restorative nap. Uh, no, Manny, Manny was was uh, tired and wooed by Chinese food, and honestly, we cannot compete with Chinese food. So we are here. Just we also to... had just a bevy of pe- technical problems. Yeah, you we, know. This we is... figured it out, Stoppies. We figured it out. We're, We're making, making it, it work. work. We're using my crappy Behringer interface, and it just took a long time to figure out all the ins and outs of... We're dancing. Putting two headphones into it. We're neuromancing. I know. We're professionals is what we're saying. <laughs> we're professionals. It's cyberpunk. It's, it's cyberpunk. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We are fully jacked in. It, we're on the edge of our seats, Stoppies. I know you are, too. Uh, so let's get right the fuck back into it. Uh, the next song here is Neuromancer. Oh, um, right on the nose there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's go. Only from space can see how much hurt. Smoking out the innocence inside the child. It's the age of destruction. Is this one sick? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. It's it's like 
It it's, might just be this, a fight scene from it, exact, Stockings or from VIP starring Pamela Anderson. Or, or, or Mortal Kombat. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, this, it, it's, this would be a great Mortal Kombat fight song. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you got those Berlin synths. You got the, like, you, or you got the fucking, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm transported. I'm transported to the fucking, like, the steam shooting out at a club in Berlin. Just like, whoosh and the techno drums and like i don't know it's um i don't know it's kind of sick it's such a cool intro and build up although i do still kind of like shrivel when i hear his voice it's the voice that doesn't quite uh get it he doesn't know whether to be like all the way on rock and punk or whether he's like kind of telling the story and it's kind of like this and it, I, I don't know um it's the kind of guy outside of 7-eleven smoking a cigarette energy with the with the vocal delivery but the music works <laughs> i thought he was like trying to sound sexy um <laughs> because uh, he does that you know sn- guttural like Ooh. like kind of snarly like you know i'm a sexy rock star type thing and we've all already uh, agreed that like he is a sexy sexy man right like we're all oh, on the did same we? page did we oh no we no he's jacked we he didn't is- talk about the face okay i think he's fucking hot Jesus. <laughs> he can neuromance me. Go on. This song was specifically written for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, he's like, what, like 50 something? What he's, I don't know. His, he's, he's rocking it. He's right. He might not be 50. Now he's like, I don't know. I don't know. What is time? I'm in cyber hell. Go on, Manny. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I was doing some reading. Um, and I found out that this was his uh, last album before he took a 13-year break. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I was like, oh, so this is what he left off on. Like, this mm. is his legacy, is this cyberpunk album, uh, in which it was all based on, like, him reading Neuromancer. Uh, or not reading it. Yeah. Not, not reading it. Skipping just, it. Cliff noting. <laughs> cliff noting. <laughs> He wrote the spark note. No, <laughs> making other people read it and describe it to him. <laughs> uh, but you know, he wrote a song about the book, which I love when artists write book report songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have it with Kate Bush's Withering Heights. Classic. Oh. Panic at the Disco did Time to Dance, which is about invisible monsters. So I love a good book report song. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> this one, I'm. <sighs> I don't know what he's trying to tell me. <laughs> yeah. So I think I give this song, if I were his English teacher, um, <laughs> a C for effort. Yeah. But yeah. you could have read the book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I haven't read Neuromancer, but I can tell this song has nothing to really do with it because he's kind of just he's kind of just spitting buzzwords out. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the buzzwords. Denied love in the age of ruin. Suicide toxins of my own demise. In cyberspace, you know how much the earth ain't learning. Smoking out the man inside the child. Yeah. <laughs> it's that more of that like beat poetry weirdness. Smoking out the man inside the child. Yeah, it's uh it's it's, it's what, it's, what is the fuck does that mean? Like what is it? I there's there's some sort of vague like eco like consciousness too on this like 
you know, we're not talking like Earth crisis or anything, but like there are definitely <laughs> like some elements of like the world is burning and everything, you know, everything is man has destroyed this this world that we live in, you know. But then he just yeah, I mean, it just smoking out the man inside the child. And then the, I, I don't know if you guys noticed this. I want to play this. But at the very end of the song, it just sounds like the song ends with the sound of him hitting a joint. So I feel like that's very appropriate. Right. Like he's like, yeah. Smoking out the man inside the child. <laughs> so it's the song about like oh, yeah. smoking up a ten-year-old. Yes, that's what it is. Sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I didn't think it was that great. Uh, I thought I, I liked what he was going for. It's got that early techno beat, but I I just think it's too generic. It's too the beat isn't punchy enough. It's not mixed right. And oh, none of no, it's mixed right. There's no like break. Uh, so it just, it does just give me the, like, very much the vibes of a tele, a network, uh, television soundtrack, like a show that would be on UPN at, like, two, Ooh. at, like, two in the afternoon. I was gonna say, the WWE entrance song. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes, yes. I, it, yeah, it, but it doesn't even have enough buildup. I agree, there's a lot of those songs in this album, again, that it goes too long, it doesn't, it doesn't have that, like, crescendo, mm-hmm. it just kind of, like, stays but I I do I don't know I'm a sucker for the synths I'm a sucker for that echoey reverb and that industrial he's not the one he's not doing the best job of it but it is um I don't know it's fun I guess yeah it's fun in the way that watching uh VIP is you know (laughs) or watching uh La Femme Nikita would be you know I'm just so I'm just so distracted by him trying to be sexy when he's saying like my body sweat and toxins of my own demise. I know. Um, yeah, it doesn't work for me, I guess. Um yeah, this, is, this is like a heroin album. Yeah. It is about him, you know, if you dig deep, I think he's using sci-fi as like a, you know, a pretty translucent cover for uh, you know, going through heroin withdrawals or whatever other aspects of the addiction. I mean, especially when you get to songs like heroin or <laughs> right, right. He's not a subtle man. Yeah, the internet is like his, you know, his 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 uh, you know, his stand-in for drugs. Right? You're like you're he's you're loading in. up. your he's jacking it. He's loading up you're his motherboard. <laughs> you know, no, this makes me think about like um, 80s sentiment towards new technology because like you have. Um, Billy Idol coming out with cyberpunk as a sort of celebration of technology, but also at the same time, it's talking about how technology is destroying the planet. Yeah. At the same time, it's a weak metaphor for drugs. Um, <laughs> Ooh, and- spicy Manny. This long rest Sorry. has really been, no, it's been great for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about Kate Bush again. Yes, me too. (laughs) I never stopped as soon as you said Kate Bush. (laughs) Because now I'm thinking about she wrote a song about plugging into a computer and being addicted to the internet. Yeah. And that song is more cyberpunk than this song. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Nothing will ever. Kate Bush is like maybe my favorite like artist of all time. I don't know. Like, oh, you're much... in good company, friends. Oh yeah, <laughs> we all, we oh, all yeah. love Kate Bush here. Remember when there was that other podcast, the fucking Rock Hall Pod, and they tagged us in some like shit, being like, "Yeah, you should review Kate Bush for your, you know, 
for your te- for your show, and I was like, "What the fuck is rock?" That with wasn't you? that was not rock. It hall was. Pod. It was the rock hall pod. It was a guest on the rock hall pod that they had done an episode on Kate Bush and said that they didn't get it and they didn't like her and she shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll was Hall this, of Fame. Was this recently? Yes, it was on Twitter, and I was like, "Um, you picked the uh, wrong wait, people." Was to it tag Chris? In this. Was it Kristen or uh, I don't know? It was their it, guest. I think it was their guest. But I gotta listen to that episode because I usually like that show. I usually like those guys. Rock hall. Joe pod. Quixali, you're on notice. On notice. Please have us on. We will talk about how much Kate Bush deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But yeah, yeah, it was weird. I was like, yeah, wrong, wrong podcast. Very swing and a miss here. We're 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 huge Kate stands. But um, anyway, what were we talking about? Billy Idol. Yeah, you're right. Fuck yes, Billy Idol. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what am I thinking? What am He's I thinking? no Kate Bush. I think we can no, all agree there. No, no, <laughs> no, no. no. And, and you can tell he wants to be, right? He wants to be that kind of iconic. He wants to be a Bowie. He wants to be a Bush. He wants to be a prince. You know, yeah. he's like, if I get the right clothes and if I like have the right stance, the right, you know, performative identity, then <laughs> then he I can be mildly iconic. He, I think, yeah. you know, White Wedding My- and... Uh, not for the Rebel reasons Yell. he wants, I think. Not yeah. for the reasons he wants. He wants to, I think. He, no, yeah. he wants, he wants to, to be a, like a punk rock he, legend. Yeah, yeah. Which he's not. No. He is like a legendary poser, though. And, you know. That's iconic, right? Yeah. He's a professional poser. He literally is. And a professional voice actor. Get him some, get him some gigs. Um, you mentioned the fact that it was 13 years. After, yes. you know, he made this out. I, do you think it was because he was like the blowback of, of being basically like mocked and ridiculed and this whole album flopping? Um, apparently it was because he was dissatisfied with the producers at Chrysalis Records, which I mean, if you're dissatisfied with the producers, it probably means you're dissatisfied with your music. Well, this one he recorded on a Macintosh in 1993. So it kind of, yes. <laughs> in some ways, it's impressive. Yeah, right? how can he blame the pro- I thought this was self-produced in his home studio. Yeah, I know. It doesn't, it, <laughs> exactly. DIY artist Billy Idol is blaming his producer. <laughs> <laughs> Bedroom pop micro-influencer uh, <laughs> Billy, Billy Idol. Idolish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shall we move on to the next one? We shall. Oh, yes. It's a fucking doozy. Oh, here we go. This Power is... Junkie. <laughs> Crazy! really struggling there wasn't he (laughs) oh yeah listen i would hate to hear that live oh my god i just like feel like his voice his like voice would break yeah Yeah. oh this sounds like a song i would have improvised for fun in the in my basement in high school yeah like I wrote a song called "Crazy on the Piano" that was pretty much this. <laughs> Doing when I your, was like fifteen. Your screaming Jay Hawkins impression and yeah. just wow, 
um, yeah. So the music, what happened to the cool sense? This is just cyber futurist hold music in, in the purgatory of cyber before you go to cyber hell. This is, it's not good. Oh, wow. Again, we disagree. I thought the music uh, was da, 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 da. on this track. Really? I no. liked it, actually, too, because I'm a fan of noise. <laughs> I don't know. I really like noise music, um, harsh noise and experimental uh, electronic and stuff. Not that this was like anywhere near like that good, but I felt like it was trying to get there. And I really enjoyed how loud it was and how it kept like progressing. But then he did the chorus. Oh yeah. Then he like spoke and like mm. shouted. The vocals yeah. are awful. They're not awful. good. Uh, can we talk about these lyrics? <laughs> oh, the lyrics might be worse. The lyrics are definitely the worst part of the song. Uh, he goes, I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. Suck on my love meat. Now suck on my steed. My seed. My seed. <laughs> I'm Google, oh. Google lyrics was steed. <laughs> so I was like, what does it mean to suck on one's steed? But now I understand. Okay. Uh, it's a oh. blowjob. I gotta go crazy if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was a little subtle. I'm not yeah. quite sure I know what he means. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what it means to um, suck, suck dick and then go crazy. I have no idea. <laughs> What he could be, no. like, getting at. So I think this is a song about blue balls. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. No, I'm reading the lyrics. Hear me out. I'm reading the Go lyrics. Ahead. He's talking about he wants someone to, like, suck him off, but he's going crazy. He's like, I got to go crazy. I'm going crazy. I'm mad. Uh, and he's, like, looking for someone. I think this, he's, like, he, like, desperately needs to get his nut off, but he can't. Um and that's why he's, uh, you know, just screaming so much. Yeah. That's why he's going crazy. Damn, he needs a you know, dick not- suck robot. <laughs> they got to have those in the future, right? <laughs> yeah, come on. There's going to be, there's cyber sex bots. Like, oh, there are definitely cyber sex bots. For sure. He needs a, a gigolo Joe. <laughs> you have my- you ever, no, have you ever looked in like realistic, like sex robots? Yeah. I have. Yeah. It's fucked up. <laughs> I've seen the real dolls. Oh, they I guess I'm thinking of, of real dolls. Do they? Oh, yeah. They have ones that like have vacuum suckage power or whatever. Like, it's ah! like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's what Billy Idol needs. It's a series of tubes, needs. just like the internet. <laughs> a series of tubes for your tube, for your love meat. For your love meat. Suck on my steed. love meat. My seed. <laughs> For your steed. <laughs> my steed. <laughs> I like that better. Oh, man. Yeah, the lyrics, the vocals really, really ruin it. But I think if this was an instrumental, I, I dig it because, you know, Manny, you said that you like it because it reminds you of noise music. To me, it reminds me of, like, Super Nintendo, uh, like a Super Nintendo game soundtrack. It sounds specifically oh, yeah. like the Super Adventure Island soundtrack. Or like even like pre that, like fucking PC games, like DOS games. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah Vec- I could- or like Vector Man or <laughs> even like Mega Man. There's, when it was going, that could be a Mega Man riff. Um, hear me out. Uh, <laughs> as the song continues to feel eternal and the cringe begins to compound, uh, towards the end, it almost sounded like I, I compared it to Broken Side. 
<laughs> well, yeah, because he starts doing their vocals going <laughs> over some like mall pop. <laughs> like it was weird. And I guess he's an innovator. I mean, he invented um, the worst band that we've ever heard. Uh, let me see if I can find it where he goes at the end. Let's see. All right, maybe not. Maybe it's just like it's like no. I, a couple of the deliveries there, though. <laughs> He's like drowning in a cyber bathtub as he tries to get these words out. Um, he's a corny guy, just through so and through. So corny. He's just a corny man. So corny, but committed, kind of. Very committed. Very you committed know? to making every song at least four minutes 20. Uh, what happened to punk? <laughs> if you're supposed to be cyberpunk, aren't punk songs supposed to be like two minutes long? Like, get with it, dude. Come on. Hey, Black Flag changed you know- everything. <laughs> Yeah, this is no black flag, I'll say. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm looking at the track listing, and there's like a seven-minute track on here, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a, a lot of over six. This one's over four. I think the next one here, let's see. Love Labor's On. Oh, that one's a little under four. Hooray. All uh, right, good. A short one. <laughs> yeah. It still feels long. So <laughs> let's listen. Let's labor on, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Back through time. I know. You calling me. For a shade. All right. Um, so the mark of any well-adjusted album is bongos where they shouldn't be bongos. I'd say. <laughs> this is, Where's those bongos? There was woodblock, and there were some <laughs> bongos. Yeah, there's a, a sitar. Nothing more oh. cyberpunk than a sitar. I'd say, right? Yeah, this made me want to like sink back into some cushions and smoke a little something, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> Get but... your love meats. <laughs> you know, while Billy Idol is like echoing in my ears. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Does it get you going? Um, yeah. What is he trying to do here? What's your take on on this one? <laughs> I feel like in this journey that we are being taken, he must have found someone in Power Junkie because now he's speaking about love. Um, Sounds so like you're the I, one doing the book report right now, Manny. Go, go off. I, I brought it today, all right? I took my <laughs> full rest. Um, I am hopped up on three cups of coffee. Wow. <laughs> I am ready to analyze some Billy Idol. I want to know what what he's trying to say in his cyberpunk like wasteland story because i remember last time we were thinking of him as a messiah figure um has the messiah figure fallen in love 
I think, well, he's being called also, he says, back through time uh, mm. for a savior. So he still is, he still is the savior. He still is the, the Christ figure. Is it, is it that saving the world is a labor of love is, or is it an actual romantic love song about a woman? Like, I, 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 I can't actually totally tell, but I, I like this song a lot. You I do? I will say, yeah. I think the slow songs are the best ones on the album. And, I, it, and it ends at the right time. It's not too long. It still feels long to me. I don't know. I, I, it feels, it feels out of place. It's like the B. Arthur in the Star Wars Christmas special bar sing along to me. Like it's like it doesn't add anything to the plot. I think maybe yeah, he's talking about the the labor of love of saving the world because you know the white man's burden and all. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, whatever. His mama gave him grace not to lose, so I'm gonna get up, cleansed, and face the morning rain. I feel it touching me, healing me, believes in me. Love labors on. I don't know. It's uh Oh, it does sound very I am the Messiah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a little garden just me and type like reflecting on your actions type thing. Oh, Billy Idol. <laughs> But, you know, it could be both, too. It could be like, yeah, you know, I, I'm doing all this heroic stuff, but I did it for you, my love, mm. you know? But we don't, I don't know. I don't, there doesn't seem, there's not much of a female presence on this album oh, no. at all. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> there's not really this, any, this is a, a love meet uh, This is a love album. meet album. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, is there a Mrs. Billy Idol? Like... Um, Mrs. Billy Idol might be a heroine. Let's see. He's got some kids and, uh, yeah, doesn't seem to have. Has never had a spouse. Wow. I don't know. Let me you just. can't tie this one down. Person... <laughs> Let's see. Personal life. Never married. He had a long-term relationship with a uh, former hot gossip member, Perry Lister. He's got a grandchild named Poppy Rebel. Oh, I, wow. hate I, I hate it so much. <laughs> oh, so this is interesting. So, yeah, he he right after he put out this album, he collapsed outside a nightclub um, overdosing on GHB. That's such an early 90s thing to overdose I on. Know. Oh, wow. I just looked that up because I was like, oh, what's GHB? Um, it is a club drug. Yeah. Or, yeah, but often like used in like. Yeah, like yes. roofy people. Yeah, it's it's ah, uh, <sighs> yeah. So he OD'd, and that was actually what cha- what got him to quit drugs completely. Because he was like, he he figured his like kids were not ever gonna forgive him if he died, and they he didn't want to die on him, so he stopped doing stopped doing drugs. So maybe that was the other reason for the thirteen year dry spell, which is like yeah. <laughs> drugs were his inspiration, and he didn't have it anymore. Mm, shoot. Yeah. But I don't understand how GHB could be your inspiration, though. How are you going to write a song on that? Well, that, that, it clearly shows how how rough he was, right? So, like, even to put out this album, like, it's kind of crazy that he was, like, functional enough to do this, even though it's a dysfunctional album. He did have several co-writers, I will say. Oh, yeah. He's not the only credited songwriter on on any song. Yeah, so that's interesting. And did you ever listen to his stuff that he came back with? And he has, doesn't he have, like, a new album now? No. Yeah, he has released new music. I think once upon a time I listened to a new track. I definitely listened to his Miley Cyrus, the Miley Cyrus album. Um, but <laughs> how was that? Uh, you know, it's like she's trying to be punk. 
um, in much the same way that Billy Idol is trying to be punk, mm-hmm. um, which I find very interesting. It's like a new Billy Idol for the new age and generation. Passing um, of the poser torch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Keeping the dream alive. I don't think there's anyone more uh, like deserving of taking it on than Miley Cyrus. It's true. The ultimate like culture vulture. Yeah. Yeah. Of... A professional poser. Yeah. Well, the next song is real interesting. <laughs> the next song is a cover of uh, Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground song Heroin. Um, but it's also weirdly mixed. I don't get it. Well, it, it almost kind of works in, in your mind. It doesn't work in execution. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I have thoughts about this one for sure. This is a it is a cover of Lou Reed, as you said. But it is an acid house cover of Lou Reed. It is an acid oh, house yeah. cover of Lou Reed's heroin mixed with Patti Smith's Gloria. And it is how many minutes long? Uh, 724, which I believe is about the length of the original. It's just a, or 657, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always, it's you know. Let's, let's get it's into it. It's hard to do a short cover of heroin. Yeah. Or do any cover of heroin, TBH. Yeah. So let's let's listen to it. Here we go. And I tell you things aren't quite the same. It's a pain to my pain. I could be Jesus died. If somebody sins to come I could be Jesus died. If somebody sins to come Yeah, that's wow. the line I was talking about. Jesus died for somebody's sins, but not mine. That's Patty Smith. Great line. Excellent lyric. Love that lyric. What do we think of this? <laughs> I love covers. I love like when bands do their own interpretations of other songs and they don't do a straight cover. They just like do their own interpretation of it. Um, this one, however, was very strange because they sped up heroin. Yeah. <laughs> I've never done heroin. But I was just like, I was like, I don't know if this captures the spirit of you. <laughs> Definitely not the spirit of the original song. No. Mm. And not also the spirit of the original song. No. Yeah. And also never done heroin. So, you know, what What do I know? But uh, it, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't give you that. I don't think it makes you want to dance. No. <laughs> no. And generally, heroin isn't something that's associated with fucking like ticky, ticky, tick tock, fake hi hats and a snappy, jazzy little guitar riff and like fucking electronic wind chimes. Like, that's generally not the vibe, as far as I can tell, you know? I still think it's this song. I think starts kind of strong. I do. I th- I'm 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 going along with the the concept for the whole probably first two and a half, maybe three minutes of the song, and then it just becomes jock jams. It just goes full on with CNC Music Factory. CNC Music Factory. It's absolutely straight up. There's a sample of someone saying "Shack Attack" that they keep playing, which I don't understand. Uh, and then he really starts leaning into the part of the hook that is not in the original song or the Patti Smith song, which is him going, heroin. 
good. Like James Hetfield, and it's awful. Um, it's not good. It doesn't. It doesn't. It kind of falls apart in the end. But I do. You know, I do kind of admire the chutzpah behind this one. It is. Uh, it's a big. It's a big swing. It's a swing and a miss. It was overly ambitious, right? Well, like, and also, many of his thing is projects. He's overly ambitious. Yeah, and it's kind of offensive a little bit, right? Like, I don't know. Like, is it really like? Is this the way to to you know to recognize like to talk about your heroin addiction? Is to like kind of just you know steal better songs and then like cut and paste them like kid pick style together and like fucking throw some acid fucking house over it. Like, I don't know. That's the whole point of the original song is it's like vulnerable and fucked up and sad and, 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 you know, grimy. And this is like, heroin. Like it's not my comments were, uh, please cut the power. Knock Billy Idol off the internet, please. Somebody just make a long phone call and keep Billy from accessing his his dial up. The information on the internet was too powerful for his dumb little baby mind. I also wanted to know how did Lou Reed feel about this wiggity whack proto executioner's nightmare? Oh, he probably hated it. I'm sure he fucking hated it. I'm sure Patty Smith didn't like it either. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, if you're going to cover a, a song, like... Lou Reed and Patty Smith are, like, these proto-punk legends. Um, and, you know, he's trying so hard to be in their league, mm-hmm. which is why I call him overly ambitious and, like, trying to cover these, these songs, like, both of them in one song. But because he's... You know, Billy, I don't, I think like his whole thing is he doesn't do any research and he doesn't put any effort into what he's doing. Right. Right. He's just a white man who's just take, 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 take. And like, you're welcome. I did. I'm trying to find out if Lou Reed ever commented on the song. I haven't found anything yet, but I did find that Idol mixed 11 versions of heroin, releasing them on various singles with some containing previous hits. So he was very proud of this. Uh, and Stephen uh, Thomas Erlewine of All Music called it one of the worst covers ever recorded in his <laughs> review of Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I think you know, given the rest of the context of the rest of the album, like, yeah, it's it's not it's not good. It's not good. Do you think though there was some sort of insecurity about being left behind that kind of manifested in this shit? Like, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna be so futuristic. Yeah. You know, because because I don't want to be associated with this guy from the hits from from the 80s, you know, like for for a punk. I think he's I think he does have that that that, you know, shield up of being a, a white guy, punk attitude guy, whatever. But there's the vulnerability that he could have maybe communicated in his songs instead is just communicated with this like fucking performance art piece of like look i'm i'm in the future (laughs) like i'm relevant i'm hip i'm so relevant and hip i think he's maybe afraid to explore too deeply what's really going on in his own life so he has to to hide behind this big concept and that is our psychoanalysis of billy idol (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome billy we'll send you the bill billy I will just say about heroin, there's a lot of attempts at electronic music on this album, and most of them are failures. I think the first couple minutes of the song, before it kicks into high gear, is pretty serviceable electronic music of this era. They actually almost pulled it off for a couple minutes there, so. Yeah, but it was. Sucks that they blew it. 
How, did they pull it off? It didn't as a, need to as a be cover? a cover of yeah. heroin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, did, it doesn't sound like it, and it shouldn't have been one. All right, shall we move on to the next one here? Yeah. Yes. All right. The next song here. Oh, this is so goofy. <laughs> oh, this is the come down. Or no, oh. this is the high, baby. <laughs> yeah. We're in Shangri-La. All right, more more gongs and sitars. <laughs> and like druidian drone vocals. Yes, and... Tibetan bowls. This is his Miley yeah. Cyrus oh. dead pets vibe <laughs> right now. Dude, this song, everything about it is so racist. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go off. I was like looking up because I was like, Shangri-La, okay, where did he get this name from? I'm like, because uh, I've heard it before in pop culture um and it's a fictional place described in the 1933 novel lost horizon by a british author mm-hmm. it is basically this like made-up exotic orientalist yep. paradise uh, it's like a fiction of the western world so um this coupled with the you know tibetan bowls and the wind chimes mm-hmm. um i'm like oh billy idol where did we go <laughs> why are we here like <laughs> is this some kind of Because he was high he was high very high and he's you know this is the the vibes you get when you're on ketamine watching a positive psychology hypnosis tape you know it it, it happens to the best of us but the rest of us don't just uh you know appropriate other cultures and like you know make a seven minute long song about it so. it made me think about how like in cyberpunk in the genre in and of itself there's so much like orientalism um, I don't know if you've noticed this, like yeah. about like Japanese sci-fi aesthetics mm-hmm. and like things like that. Yeah. So I'm like, did the it billboards start and here? Blade Runner and everything? Yeah. So it's like just continuing. Like I guess this song is cyberpunk if you think about it that way. Mm. Um, it's still really racist though. <laughs> yeah. He's a cyber colonist. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? Or read the Tibetan Book of the Dead, or I told someone to tell me about it. <laughs> And it reminded me a lot of, of, of being eye on heroin. So I sort of linked the two ideas uh, from song to song. Yeah. Uh, I feel the sacred healing chants. I feel the moment of my death. I feel the higher learning. I feel the realization of forgiveness, compassion, and loving kindness. You're doing a nice um. Australian. <laughs> You're I like that. Um, I'm trying to go British. I'm I sorry. know it was weird. It was it was you got a little like Aussie in there, but y- you know we get the we get the point. Yeah, a piece of a dream, the color of dr- green, the color of healing in Shangri La. <laughs> like, so uh, I think in the story of the album, because it is there's there's a narrative here. In the interlude between heroin and Shangri La, there's the sound of like preparing injection and like. They there's there's some you know they're doing like an experiment on on our hero here I think they're do or they're dosing him for some purpose 
Uh, I don't know if it's the good guys or the bad guys that are doing it. He seems to be having a He's having a blast. Yeah. He's bathing in warm liquid color. He feels like every cell in his body is music. He's floating in hyperspatial sound and visualizing the landscapes of his mind, which so sounds... Is he trying to be like, so when you become a cyborg, it's sort of like uh, having, a, having a DMT death yeah. dream in it? <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote, yep. It's not great. It's not great, Billy. It's not good. It's also the longest song on an album of long songs. Yeah. Seven oh, yeah. minutes, Seven. 24. Yep. Seven you feel every second, I'll say. Every second of bliss. <laughs> every second, <laughs> every second of... the of... vibra sound. Yeah. <laughs> He's opening the door to inner space. We can live forever. It sounds like we're, yeah. This you is... can feel every cell that in your body is music when you listen to this song. Yeah. You can float in the hyperspatial sound. Unfortunately, I think you needed to fucking pack away some fucking cyber heroin in, in the fucking diskette to be able to get anybody else to think that this this song is going to make your body feel like music it's not it doesn't work it doesn't work if you're not on fucking drugs and even if you're on tons of fucking drugs i i i guess unless you're on heroin because then you really don't give a shit but um even dmt i'd be like this feels weird <laughs> i'd be way too uncomfortable yeah. i'm like oh mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. hard pass hard pass yeah yeah on shangri-la uh okay should we uh should we move it along we're we're getting to the end here believe it or not we're wading through the the cyber circuits and uh this next one is called concrete kingdom Gotta have a little riffy riff. All right. <laughs> I think this album suffers from the riffy riffs. I wish I wish he didn't feel so married to the riffy riffs. It's I the eighties. It's not the eighties. It's, it's nineteen ninety three. Right. I'm saying it's he's giving his eighties. You know, it's his eighties meets the nineties. Fuck up. It's those. It's those out of. Yeah. It, it it takes you out of it. it. Takes you out of the fantasy. The rest of it is is straight up. Yeah. Like early nineties industrial techno. And it's cool. I I, I, I don't know. I kind of like this song. It feels like we're at the climax of this album and we're starting to come down a little bit where it's like, you know, there there is some, the evil is winning. What that evil is, I still don't know. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but I like this kind of um, almost like climax of a movie type music i feel like i'm watching i'm like watching someone like run through the city and this music is playing in the background yeah, yeah. this works honestly it should have been some sort of a weird like art film that he put out you know or something i don't know he could have oh, yeah. started if a he movie had collaborated with full moon or like yeah. pm entertainment yep. or any of those z movie you know mills uh, that would be, I would have loved that a yeah. cyborg Billy Idol on screen. Yeah, jack, jack me the fuck in. 
if this was like a movie musical, I think we could still convince him to do it. This episode blows up. Cyberpunk is on the charts again. Like, <laughs> if it was ever on the charts to begin with. It wasn't. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, uh, we're going to we're going to reinvigorate this, this this fantasy. You just got to get rid of like half the songs and um, uh, we can edit. We can edit. half of. Keep all the songs, but cut them all in half. Well, we don't need to keep Shangri-La. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, oh, was, I was floating in a, a sea of hyperspatial sound or whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, I, could under, I could not understand what he was saying, um, the thing he kept repeating in the song. And I thought he was saying, I hate Christ now. I, I thought so, too. I, I loved that. And then it was, I, it's, he's actually saying, I hear Christ tonight. But all the other lyrics are like pretty, or not all the other lyrics, but you know, there's there's religious references being made here. Yep. You know, pray God, kingdom come, deliver us, Amen. All life is it lost? Have they won? What is he trying to say about like he's fighting against this like, uh, you know, futuristic fascist regime that's like st- stomping out Christianity? It seems like he keeps saying they're doing. Oh no, he's saying that the Christian white man is oppressed. <laughs> <laughs> the Christian white man is oppressed. There's no religion no religion at all. <laughs> and they're shrinking from the sun and there's poison. I'm still trying to piece it all together. I think it's I think it's just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I try to well, find the through baked. line. Yeah, it's half baked. It's, it's the same kind of at yeah, or quarter baked. I mean it's, it, it's raw dough. It's uh, yeah. I mean sometimes we eat that and it's great and then eventually you get salmonella. Yeah. So like <laughs> Yeah, I I I think it's the same again, the same approach that he took to the kind of the theory and the and the fantasy, the story behind the album. Uh you know the the not reading neuromancer but making everyone else do it for you um it's that same kind of energy that he brought to it musically for sure is you he know? is he like a devout christian though because he does wear no. the gold cross he can't Chain. be oh, that's like no part this of is not image. a fucking devout christian man i'm just curious no i mean that's i think that's a, actually a valid question um he there's not much known about his personal life you know i think if anything he associates himself with a christ-like messiah figure i do not think he is worshiping god in any way interesting no way i mean listen to the this. lyrics would disagree though i feel like because he's trying to write a heroic epic he's trying to do a hero's journey you know like yeah it's it's a it's a cliche oh hey let me ask you this yeah heather mm-hmm what uh what's the better hero's journey album this or uh music from, from the, the elder, elder by kiss uh this uh, this is this, the better story this one's than better the boy. than the boy who becomes a man who becomes a boy again <laughs> the end yeah no yeah that's that that shit sucked because there was like zero there were zero stakes to it like nothing mattered what are the stakes to this album uh, he's saving the world <laughs> from who it doesn't matter <laughs> No religion From at atheists. all. <laughs> He's cooler than Kiss. That's all. Yeah, I don't know. Is this, is this Christian cyberpunk? Like Christian punk? Like Christian cyber? Uh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Are we cybering with Jesus? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. No. No. It's not. Um. It's not. It's. It. I. It, I. Neither of them are good. 
but I I like this better. I I, guess, I definitely like the music better than yeah. Will you know? Will you sacrifice? <laughs> lyrics I think total crapshoot. Both bad. Yeah. Really, not great lyrics on this album. Yeah, and story similarly, it, it doesn't go anywhere because you don't know why any of it matters. It's just a style. Whereas the other one, you know, was just uh, like a and d campaign that, <laughs> you know, like we're going to be elders or something. I don't know. Uh, I had completely forgotten about that album. That was an early one. Yeah. Way back one. when. Check it out, Stoppies. Check it out. Yeah, I think uh, Concrete Kingdom overall, another one, if you cut it in half, it would be a good song. But yeah. it, it drags out for, what, five minutes? Also, even long. the way he says concrete is really weird. Ain't no love in a concrete kingdom. Like, you don't pronounce the E, my dude. <laughs> All right. So should we fucking wrap this whole thing up with, uh, oh, with no. three more songs? Oh, my God. There's three more songs? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, uh, plus oh, yeah, the outro. Right. Oh, we're not doing the outro. No. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Can't forget this next one here. This is Venus. This is the sexy sex song. Oh, yeah. Sexy. Here we go. One touch of Venus between us and she'll receive us. My penis. One touch of Venus. Yeah, yeah. One touch of I like this one. <laughs> yeah, I like this one. This is my favorite, I think. I think so, too. It is like another one that's just like in excess Depeche Mode. Maybe a pinch of Nine Inch Nails yeah. in there. Uh, but I think he thrives in that sort of sound. and It works. Even though it sounds like he's saying, want to touch a penis, uh, <laughs> it's my favorite song. Maybe because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Hard saying. Hard saying. Is Billy Idol popular with the ladies? I, I don't know. I would imagine I so, right? I assume so. I feel I mean, like... I think he's hot. I do. I mean, I don't know. He's, it's, it's, uh, I have to interrogate that. But he, You know what? He is hot, Heather. I'll back you up on this. Yeah, he, he was hot. He gives me also big buy energy, to be honest. So I, I feel uh, like, you know, I, yeah. There was some shit going on in those, in those clubs on that GHB. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know. There's a, there's a reason why his... his you know, his backstory is kind of hidden. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It's a good call out. I think I, that's I, definitely a possibility. I, I, f- I feel like he, he set off my nip. my Bidar a little bit. Yeah. 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 All right, Billy. I know we accept you to the community. <laughs> uh, whenever you're ready, we are here for you. Yeah. Um, and you're, maybe you could leave your music behind. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's dancing with myself. And wait, what are you the other show? All right. Like, yeah, there's some that. bops. What do you think about this one, Manny? Um, you know, at first I was thinking about Lady Gaga's Venus, and I was <laughs> sorry, I have like ADHD brain. Um, I love and then it. I started, and then I like was comparing it to that. You know, it's like it is a sexy song. It's just I may I don't think Billy Idol is sexy, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also like a big lesbian, so. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the fair. <laughs> so, like when he's 
talks about like receiving and um mm-hmm. or she'll receive us sorry um billy idol is not receiving um but i just it doesn't do it doesn't make me feel like getting into the mood and that's how i like you know grade my the sexy you know slow jams like does it get you into a mood yeah, I mean, I think it's supposed to have the double meaning of like they're in space and in cyberspace, but also actual space and they're going to Venus. You know, they have the lyrics like you, me, we ain't so far from home. You, me, we ain't got far to go. You, me here above the stars, you know, one touch of Did- Venus or whatever. <laughs> Did his character get launched into space? Yeah, I think he <laughs> yeah. just forgot. He was like cyber space i'm in space now like yeah there's no there's it doesn't make any sense Um, what would it be like (laughs) if you boned in a spaceship (laughs) that would be kind of (laughs) cool if you yeah yeah (laughs) if you fucked a planet (laughs) (laughs) like that episode of rick and morty I also want to stress, like, also just to remind everyone who's listening, there are, like, 30, 40-second clips between all of these songs that are supposedly supposed to put the story into context. (laughs) I don't remember what those clips said. They do not put the story (laughs) into context. Oh, I can tell you exactly what the one leading into this song said. It said, operate your brain, your brain, galaxy within, turn on your brain. Turn on brain. Activate galaxy within. So this is his galaxy brain bullshit. This, this is, is his <laughs> galaxy. He, is, he has activated his galaxy Ooh. brain. He it's is, like that meme format where yep. Billy Idol is good. Billy yeah. Idol is bad music. Actually, Billy Idol is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big brain galaxy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I did like the song more than any other one on the album, I think. This is the one I went back to and I re-listened to. There was a few of these songs, not just for research, that I was like, yeah, I'll listen to that again. Like, Venus. I think it also reminded me, like I sang along, you know, the chemicals between us. It, it definitely gave me, you know, that, that vibe. It worked. It worked more than some of this other shit. And it's only, uh, it was only, oh, is it six minutes? It is six minutes. God it's like, it. yeah, five minutes. Say, it was only four seconds. minutes. And then, no, that's the next one. Yeah. Well, it is, uh, once again, twice as long as it should be. Absolutely. It, it, I think if you cut every song in half, it would be a, a, a decent album. Yeah. I think it would actually be, like, not bad. And it probably would have been well regarded or more well regarded. I think still the production and the, the, the goofiness and the corny lyrics and then the, the, the racism also kind of <laughs> count against it. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. There's only one racist song in this album. That's pretty good for Make It Stop. Uh, well. There's a racist, big racist energy throughout the whole album. So I don't know. Even if, yeah, that is, it might be good for Make It Stop. It's not good for society. No. <laughs> No, that's true. <laughs> um, should we uh, should we go on to the next one here? The then the night comes. Yes, yes we got two please. more. We got two more. Oh, here we go. Then the night comes. Is it a fear, fear of madness, or some strange alchemy? Is it a fear of fear itself? I think I'm getting raised. 
not um a good not a good one for oh. me. Not one of my faves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he talks about taking GHB in this song and some other drugs. Uh-oh. So you're back to drugs again. Mm. Yeah, he says I take some GHB. I feel love, joy, and wonderful ringing music. Now I just got to be me. Oh, <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> yeah. He also says never enough as uh, haunts my psyche. Never enough forever. Never enough as I begin to shroom. <laughs> Here she comes, so wild, so horny. My stony-eyed Medusa. Okay, I had I did not read these lyrics. This yeah. song's even worse than I thought it's it worse. was. It's worse. It's worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's very eighties. This song sounds very eighties. Like it's like him going back to his punk roots a little bit with the guitar. Well, punk. Yeah. I say that with quotation marks around it, mm-hmm. uh, people. But um, you know, he's getting that guitar in there. It's it's not very cyberpunk. It's just mm, him no partying. No, it's more like fucking like hair metal punk, like with orchestra hits. Yeah, it's uh, but in the, the lyrics, yeah, this is not a Christian man, my dude. <laughs> this is although actually he does say so. Then the night comes, she's gonna be free. Yeah, then the night comes, I'm gonna be me. Then the night comes, baby, make me. Oh, I oh, he wants to come too. <laughs> And then if the devil comes, he's going to tangle with me. Oh, there's <laughs> a, a bad boy here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or he's or, making or the he's devil bi. come. Yeah, yeah or he, either or. <laughs> he's going to fuck the devil like Lil Nas X. Yeah. A re- yes, a revolutionary. Um, he did it first. He did it first. <laughs> Lil Nas X. Credit where credit is due, please. <laughs> Yeah, where's the... You Lil know, Nas X can do cyberpunk better than Billy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I'm just saying he gave that shout-out to FKA Twigs for the stripper pole part of the video. Yeah. So give give the goddamn shout-out to Billy Idol. Yeah, let's He was go. the first one to top the devil. <laughs> or power bottom the devil. Um... I don't. I didn't like this. I do. I did put in my notes that I liked the bridge, and I don't remember it. Can we just like check yeah. it out and see if I was crazy to say that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is techno right here. This is. And then he ruins it with his voice. And but then yeah. he does uh, a little uh, or Vincent Price in, yeah. in the end of Thriller. <laughs> yeah, the Disney voice actor vibe. Yeah, um, the villain. Yeah, I guess it does kind of. The bridge is all right, but the the rest is I can I could do without. Yeah. Yep. It's true. It's true. Some some stems of good ideas. Some you know some fucking high high ideas that were like this is really great and then when you actually try to assess it sober it's like ah, maybe i wasn't so fucking smart right maybe my galaxy brain you know had a few had not been activated yeah had not quite been <laughs> activated a few less fucking planets and than i thought i don't i'm really disappointed this is bookending the album because we have one more song left right yeah yep uh and this is your second to like yeah Mr. Idol, come on now. Exactly. Well, this is the second to last song on a 19 or 20 track album. You know, like it's, oh God. It's, we have learned nothing. We've learned nothing. <laughs> we've learned nothing. This happens often on this show. I'm, I'm sorry to say. Uh, let's finish this off here with Mother Dawn. Oh, yeah. 
singing that? That is Durga McBroom. Durga McBroom? She <laughs> was not a name. That's she, a cyberpunk fucking username. No, that's that's her real name. <laughs> she was uh, is a member of the house music band Blue Pearl. Oh. And did backing vocals for Pink Floyd. Oh. Yeah, she was there touring backing vocals. I think I'm pretty sure like during the like the final cut tour or uh, you know around that era uh i think she would do like great gig in the sky great, uh, great she's a great aside. vocalist though really uh, makes the song billy idol's vocals not great on this song no. but not that many of them either this is like i was thinking okay as i was listening to this this is a great dance track yeah. this is like yeah. i'm in a gay club in the mm-hmm. 80s mm-hmm. That she starts singing, but oh, you know, you mix, yeah, 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 exactly. But you mix, it's just Billy Idol still feels out of place here. Yeah, <laughs> he, he jumps on stage and says, Wow, not long, <laughs> and it's like, Oh, that's mm. all right, all right, Billy, miss me with that straight shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the no. song was written by her, Durga McBroom, and it was written by Martin Glover from Killing Joke. What? Billy Idol has no songwriting credit for this song. Yeah, and the lyrics are pretty good. That's that. I mean, I like the lyrics, you know. Come and take a journey through the land of night. Darkness strokes the face and steals away the sight. Night is all around me. Stars are in my hair. I feel them tangled in the secrets. We'll find hidden there are all right. Reaching through the madness to the other side where the sun is rising with her arms held wide. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's it's kind of that fucking club energy of like, it's like, Four or five a.m. and the fucking you know the the not in Boston obviously because we close no. everything at eleven. But um, you know if you if you have the the privilege to be able to go to Berlin or whatever and and go to a club and you're on a bunch of fucking MDMA and then the sun is rising and you're like yeah like fucking hold me mother dawn like I'm here I'm I'm where I just where I want to be uh, that like glorious like celebratory feeling. Um, and yeah, rock me like a baby, cradle me in light. You're going to bathe me in a rainbow and the sun restore my sight. Very gay. Very gay. Um, mm-hmm. And I love, I do love it. Um, I think Lady Gaga could cover this song absolutely. and it would work. It would absolutely. work. Oh, please. Can we petition for that to happen? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a, it's a pretty good ending. It like sums everything up, even though we didn't go anywhere. Like <laughs> it's. We're ends on a positive note. Exactly. It's uplifting. Exactly. Yeah. It's a little gay. You want to, di- you're partying. This is, this is literally like, Maybe cyberpunk is just him going on an all night bender. It is, and, <laughs> and it this is. is but this is that dawn moment. He is about to go home and crash for a few days, um, and this is like the last his last fleeting thoughts as he's stumbling home. Yeah, it's that um, last song before the lights come up at the club, right? Yep. Like it's the yeah. it's the closer. It it does it it tracks. It makes and then sense. you walk home and you're like, fuck. These are real people who are up doing real things, and I it's five a.m. and I'm on drugs still. So <laughs> let me not look anybody in the eye. It's that vibe. Um, it's also telling that you know the best lyrics on the album weren't written by him. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting he closes this album with a song that's not written by him with a huge chunk of the song not sung by him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, if he had done more of that and just not done this album, then we would be in a much better shape. Just, just do a goddamn collab album with Durga McBroom. I mean, yeah. she's, got the, she's got the chops. She's got the goods. 
I oh yeah, more so than him, I'd say. Definitely, I know. At Justice for for Durga McBroom. Yeah. Oh, she's beautiful too. Wow, Durga. Oh yeah, Durga, Blue Pearl. I gotta check this out. I gotta get. I gotta get with it. It's fucking cool. I wanna say one more thing about this album. Yes. Before we re-rate it, there is a song called Recap, and it's the twentieth song, and it's almost a minute long. Uh, I just want to say that's a nice touch, you know, because it is a twenty track long album it is 71 minutes long so you know i've already forgotten what this album is about so having the recap there really really good stuff um anyways should we listen to that recap is there something uh relevant about it it might be called outro on spotify i'm looking at the track listing on um it's called recap let's listen to it why not sure we've come so far and learned so little I travel through time. All my senses burn. The portal can learn. The portal can burn. Hold me. Hold me. Hold me. Well, I mean, pretty dark. Was the whole Mother Dawn just a program loaded into his brain to trick him in the Matrix and he's actually still in the dystopia? Boom! He invented the Matrix! Uh, uh, Hey, 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 hey. I am not letting this, like, this white man, like, just take that trilogy. No, no, no. But I, you know, it's cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, and it it is dark. It is very dark. Yeah. Those are his those are his last thoughts before he passes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he was living the simulation of fucking the stars and then being held by the sun and now he's fucking he's dead in cyber hell. I mean that yeah, that's that's kinda cool. Yeah. I, All right. Cool. Yeah. I didn't even realize that, that twist. I didn't even I didn't pay attention at all to the outro. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting stuff, Billy. You know, very ambitious album. Uh, really, uh, a lot of big swings, a lot of big misses, uh, certainly, you know, stepping out of his comfort zone. Uh, what, how do we sum it all up? What are, what are our final thoughts and, uh, and how, oh, and, uh, we've got to rate the album on a scale of zero to negative five of something. Uh, and Manny, as our guest, uh, we task you with choosing the quantifier, choosing the, the thing that we're rating this out of from zero to negative five of something. <laughs> oh God. Um, you know, I'm thinking uh, just generic, you know, shocks, like shock to the system. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think, how do I rate this album? You know, it's better than his other albums. Which is, do you believe it or not? (laughs) And more like it's cohesive, um, believe it or not. But there are some downers on here. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go run of the mill. I'm going to give him an average negative three shocks to the system. He put a lot of effort in. He didn't read the book though. Uh, I love Billy Idol. Um, (laughs) Cause like he is such a larger than life weird, like, personality so thank you for having me here to like talk about this album uh you know it's 
It's fun. It was fun. It was really long. And it, but it was fun. That long rest helped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sure did. That sure. And the three cups of coffee. Yeah, you came in yes. swinging and I love it. We oh, are so, yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll give our thank yous once we're done reading, but we're also very happy that you came. Um, yeah, I uh, I weirdly liked more of this album than I was expecting. Um, I a lot of it really didn't work, and you know we've we've gone over those ad nauseum. But I I do like the fact that he came into this with such like a genuine like almost like a little kid like discovering something new for the first time. But then he just ruins it because he becomes a, the white man who says. I'm excited about this thing. Now it's mine and I am the only arbiter of it. And you're welcome. You know, it's just that awful like dichotomy. And that's what ends up, you know, what wins out on this album, that like genuine enthusiasm and like, you know, and then it's all muddled by the drug use too. You know, it's like he can't quite compose a coherent thought about it. He's just like consuming shit and he's excited about what he's consuming. And then he's like kind of like trying to, you know, put his own spin on it. But also he's just kind of stealing from other people like always. Right. He's a cyber colonist. He's, you know, he's, it's the white man's hero's burden's journey. And it's, um, you know, it, it honestly ends up being kind of cliche, but sometimes it musically works. I don't know. I feel right in the middle on this one. I'm giving it a negative 2.5. Shocks to the system. Shocks to the system. Wow. Wow. Orchestra uh, hits. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I enjoy this a lot more than I generally do um, the albums we listen to on the show. And and I think, you know, I, I mentioned this previously uh, before the break um, about that it, it really, or I, I think I mentioned it a couple times that it really, it just gives me the same vibes as like a cheesy but really entertaining VHS tape yeah. that you find at yeah. a flea market. And we love that. And we love that. We love that. Um, I think, you know, for all its faults, and there are many. Uh, it, it, I think it, I think it succeeds despite its, or despite its faults and almost because of its faults. Like it's so, it's so cuckoo bananas and out there and it's, he's trying so many things that he really shouldn't. He's way in over his head. Uh, but he is just, you know, he's doing it anyway. He's like, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to do acid house. Yes. I'm going to do, uh, you know, like a techno bridge in this, um, guitar song and i'm gonna i'm gonna become nine inch nails in excess and i'm gonna paint myself as this you know cyberpunk hero even though i'm like uh you know just on heroin wigged out on heroin and ghb (laughs) all day and like oh but the twist is that the character was all along and this is his death dream or his his like jacked into the matrix you know illusion um i think you know Yes, it, it's it's got a lot of problems, but I really can't. I, I I think I think this is something you know that when it came out, it was really reviled and really shit on. And I think looking at it with fresh eyes, this far into the future that he was envisioning, uh, that uh, I think uh, it's I think it's worth listening to. I think it's a it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting album. I can only really give it a negative one. Shock to the system. Ah. yeah yeah you know what i think i think all of that rings true uh it's 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 punk and it's also 
uh, white supremacy and the patriarchy. So I just, it's just, I don't know. I think if you take out Shangri-La, there's, I don't even think you can really make that argument that much. You could totally make that argument. Talk to the system is like the beginning of like the whole context of that song we're talking about. It was like the early 90s, yeah. But he's not, Um, he's, this is still, I mean, it's very vaguely anti-imperialist and anti-fascist, but it- He literally takes fucking- the the murder of Rodney King and fucking yeah. turns that into he's actually being murdered by police and he's also saving the world well from meaning. police brutality. He was, still, he was still on Rodney oh, King's side. This is, oh no, that's, that's not how like you get white allies. That is some white exactly. Yo, that is some allies ain't shit stuff. It was yo, the Clinton era. No. Oh <laughs> my god. Racism, th- this is not the hill you want to die on, Mike Dunn. I'm, I'm just not telling dying you right on now. A hill. It's not, you're not going to be, it's not going to be right. You're not going to be right on this one. Um, right. Just like I'm sure, going to beat yeah, you with the Ska versus New Metal Thunderdome. No, dude, that's Oh, yeah, insane. you think, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, you think you've got such mm-hmm. great arguments. I do. I've, I've got I've got insider baseball on the on the arguments you're preparing. I've already prepared my counter arguments. So. Uh, well, you're going to be wrong. Is There's, this team Ska versus New Metal? Yeah, yeah we're I'm having a battle. New Metal this is, is going to win. Our finale, absolutely Heather's not. Gonna, team Ska Just like is New Metal win. won in the first Thunderdome. Nope, and we'll team always Ska prevail. is going to win. I'm sorry. I'm team New Metal. Yes! <laughs> well, you do like harsh noise. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. We're not going to get into that. That's our finale sneak preview of how we, me and Mike Dunn, it'll probably be our series finale because we'll never be friends again. <laughs> you can hear all of this in, in our season series season finale series finale it's the end we're all done no um season finale we have a couple more episodes before that but first we gotta thank our incredible guest manny thank you so much for being on the show with us today this has been so much andy two three four days ago as well additionally (laughs) (laughs) It, it is it's truly a pleasure do you do you have anything that you want to plug or share or offer to the stop i mean I have like some projects in the work, but they're nowhere ready near to like see the light of day. I do have a photography and art Instagram though. It's the Wolf Manny. Um, it's like the Wolf Man, but add an NY to the end of it. Uh, my clever little joke. Uh, but I do a lot of uh, photography. I'm learning photography, and I do a lot of D and D illustrations and the like, like that. So. Hell yeah, sick. that's yeah. fucking sick. We should probably book you. We got to get some actual professional photography done for our show. We've never done it. We don't have a photo. Yeah, <laughs> so. I'll try my best. <laughs> so thank you so much, Manny, for being on the show. This has been yeah. great. Quite, quite yeah. the adventure. <laughs> Indeed. Quite the story. Love does labor on. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, yeah, Stoppies, we got only a few more episodes left of the regular season. Uh, we are going to be doing an episode with Mistress Carrie. Uh, which is fucking crazy of uh, of uh, WAAF. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got to run through the whole roster. Let's get Hillman on here. I know. Let's go. Probably not. <laughs> no. Uh, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Let's Mr. get Opie and Anthony on the show. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> Mr. Scary is coming on the show. We're going to be talking about something. I don't know. We're, we're going to figure it out. 
Um, and then we have, uh, I think that's our last episode before the Ska versus New Metal Ultimate Thunderdome. Indeed. And uh, we are also going to be doing a very special episode, the White Boy Summer episode for our patrons. Uh, so if you are not a patron, you should uh, throw us five bucks a month and we'll give you uh, exclusive content every single uh, month. We'll have an extra episode that only you can hear. Um, shout out to our new patron, Jason Grace, who uh, who gave us 10 bucks now. So he actually has the opportunity to start daddy doming us. Um, that should be fun. Um, so shout out to him for for giving us cash. But if you want to listen to us all throughout our summer hiatus, we're going to keep playing, keep doing episodes just for the patrons until we come back uh, in September. So uh, check it out. Stoppies. We'll uh, we're on uh, the Internet. Make it stop podcast uh, dot com. Make it stop podcast at gmail.com and Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at make it Stopcast and um, send us a, uh, what should they send us? Send us uh, a one... diskette. <laughs> send us a, a floppy, floppy disk, disc. a floppy diskette of, uh, you know, a, uh... with a single orchestra hit loaded onto it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, actually a series, a series of discs so that we can have one sample per disc to, to make a song. Out. Yes. That works. That works. Uh, all right. We'll see you next time, Stoppies. Bye. Bye. <laughs> the Make It Stop podcast is produced and recorded by Heather McCormick and edited by Heather McCormick and Mike Dunn. We are part of the Boston Free Radio Podcast Network and affiliated with the Somerville Media Center in Union Square, Somerville. The music for our theme song is produced by Patrick Aker. Thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.